Welcome to Euro Daily. Now, this I think is going to be our first episode due to the amount of time it's taken to edit our predictions for the tournament. Which me and Josiah are kind of thinking what we're going to do is we're going to put them on at the end of the tournament, and then you can kind of look back on them and think how stupid we really were. But anyway, I'm joined here by Josiah, who's going to be like the joint host of this podcast, and it's called Euro Daily. Well, basically, we round up what's happened in the Euros. So. We'll be talking about the 2 o'clock game, the 5 o'clock game, the nights before 8 o'clock game and predicting the 8 o'clock game of the night. And it will just be released around 7 o'clock every night. We're sort of reckoning 7 maybe just before 8. So then you can listen to it before the 8 o'clock game and hear our predictions for that game. So yeah, it's going to be a good one, isn't it, Josiah? Yeah, looking forward to it. It's been a, a crazy day of football and yeah. quite a shocking one to be quite frank. So yeah. With I mean, everything that happened in the Denmark-Finland yeah. game and obviously our thoughts with the family of Christian Eriksen who very sadly collapsed on the pitch whilst playing and it's believed to be a heart attack, I think, and yeah. he was he's sent to that, into an ambulance and so obviously our thoughts are, are with him and his family right now. Yeah, I mean, we've got to talk about this news. It is the big news of the day, isn't it? I think it's yeah. the big news of the tournament, really. Like... I think there's only really been a few instances of player collapsing. Like, there was one player who played for Tottenham back in 2006. He collapsed and he was saved. Like, they had nowhere near the procedures they have nowadays, which is really lucky for Ericsson, actually. But they had nowhere near the same procedures. So what actually used to happen, right, was there was literally a man who was a heart specialist in the crowd. So he literally came down and directed the medical team on what to do. And many people reckon he saved lives, but look, saved the football players' lives. But luckily, yeah. we have improved now. But I mean, it's just honestly, it's shocking. Like, I watched the clip. I was watching the game and everything, and he's just, he's just down. Like, it's quite, quite scary. Like, quite harrowing to see really that a man who's at the peak of his career, who is fit as anything in being a professional footballer at a European tournament, one of the biggest tournaments in world football. He is, at the peak of his powers, incredible athlete. The fact he can have a heart attack shows it can happen to anyone. Yeah. I mean... I think that would be the end of his football career as well. He might not come back. Well, yeah, if you've had a heart attack, you might not as well, because it could be to do with fear... It could be to do with the fact you will never be able to run as much, or it might be if you do too much, it can start with your heart. But it's like I was seeing it, I was watching it. They like they were doing CPR, and there was one point where they used a defibrillator on him. You could see because he went like all shuddery and everything. It's honestly, just yeah. tragic to see what was at the time the death of someone, pretty much. Basically, died yeah, and was revived. But we do have some like positive news for this story, because. The reputable journalist Fabrizio Romano, at the time of recording, this is seven minutes ago he released this tweet. And if you don't know, Fabrizio Romano is like, if he says something, it's true. He is like the go-to journalist about football. Whatever he says is fact. Like, he was on to the Everton Ancelotti case. When he said that, it happened. Everything he says happens. Like, 
he is the most reputable guy. And luckily, he has said that his tweet, I'm just going to directly quote his tweet. Well, at least the first part of it. The tweet goes, Christian Eriksen is out of danger. His father told me from the from the hospital. He's able to speak. Martin shoots Eriksen agent just added to NOS. So basically, Eriksen's agent, Martin Schutz, has said to a bunch of journalists that Eriksen's that Ericsson's father has said that Ericsson's fine because he's talking now. So honestly, that's got to be true. And if Christian Ericsson is talking now, only like a couple of hours since he's had a heart attack, it just shows you how incredible the medical team are, really. Because you yeah. think, if that happened in a normal location, he's probably dead. That happened 20 years ago, he's dead. Like, yeah, and it's I... just incredible to think, and it's quite scary to think. But it's like, it's probably the most lucky place it could have happened, though, given the amount of medical staff there are around there, if you know what I mean. Like, of all yeah, the places. And I'm, I'm I heard so the videos glad. just ran onto the pitch, uh, like, without the referee blowing his whistle, because they, yeah. they realised something was really wrong. Yeah, you see and... a player collapse, you, you're not waiting for any whistle, you're pegging it on, because you think someone's life's in danger. And, I mean, you got to hand it to the physios, they were doing an incredible job. You could see them going at the CPI, defibrillating everything the players from Finland were really respectful the fans were really good about it I, I felt that actually they sort of were really supportive in quite a nice way and you also then had the Denmark players and you could just see the emotion you could see them just crying their eyes out because let's face it that's like one of our mates dying if you get what I mean like if you're it's a part really of your mates and your, mate, and your mate dies well, you think he died, like, Ericsson isn't actually dead. But at the time, they thought he died. If you think your mate's died, then... It's, it's, just... it's not nice. Um, I saw some photos of the the players from Finland yeah. and I think some of the Denmark players. They were just looking away and they had their head in their hands. Um, like, people were praying and, and all sorts. It was... The scenes were just, just crazy, you know. Yeah, just again, our thoughts are with his, his family right now. Just the fact that he's talking yeah. is amazing, and he left the pitch going onto the ambulance, sitting up, and he's he had his eyes open, so yeah, it's I mean, confirmed that he's awake and stabilised. So but you don't you is, don't that, know you don't know whether he'll survive long term, do you? Because it could no, have caused yeah, that much damage. But for now, he's alive. And then the other thing is, if he's a fit, healthy footballer, who's way fitter than any of us will be, then. It kind of makes you think he must have some serious underlying heart condition, right? Yeah. To be so fit, and that can still happen. So make sure worry yeah, for his future like... where, where he's not as fit and where, yeah. But I mean, it's just tragic news. But the thing that's really shocked me as well is that the game's gonna restart at eight thirty in Central European time, which, if you didn't know, is seven thirty in English time if you're an English listener. So, yeah, I mean, I'm shocked that they're putting that game back on, like, this soon, if you know what I mean. I almost find that slightly yeah. disrespectful. Like, someone's almost died. Give them a bit more time. I I do hope, I'm sure it won't, but I do hope that the rest of the Euros is not affected by um, by this. And it I won't, that, but, I mean, we've just got yeah, to really be really I mean, respectful of him. I mean, it's there, there is a chance. There's, there's, there's a massive chance that the... That it could, it could affect it, and they could 
halt the Euros completely, but I don't think it will. No, I don't believe they'd halt an entire European tournament they've waited this long for because of that. And the fact that they're yeah. literally rescheduling the game for in what at current time is in 10 minutes' time to restart the second half might be the full game. So by the time this is actually released, it may be still ongoing, the game, which is... The game might be carrying on, which is crazy to think. So yeah, in we 10 minutes of playing it, so I don't think it's going to have any long-term effects. Anyway, we're just going to leave that story there because honestly, I, I don't think I can talk about it anymore because... Just the thought of death is so tragic. So, yeah, yeah. just going to leave that story there. All our thoughts and condolences are with his family. And, I mean, you can literally see, like, Simon Kier, the captain, Kasper Schmeichel going and hugging his wife and giving her comfort. And you got to hand it to Denmark. They handled that really well. And, like, they were really good team spirit. You could see the togetherness. But, yeah, we'll leave that story there. As I said, all our thoughts and condolences are with his family. Anyway, let's move on to the other two games that we've got to discuss as well as our predictions for tonight so we've got the opening ceremony of euro 2020 to discuss it was the turkey versus italy game and i mean when our prediction thing comes out we did back turkey a lot didn't we just say we did we did yeah starting to regret that Maybe we should have we backed Switzerland, but I don't know. We don't spoil the predictions, but we did back Turkey to go quite a long way in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we might have some regrets now. We should have, if we were yeah, back in a team, we should have backed someone like Switzerland because they've got a lot more yeah. depth in their squad. Like you look at it, they've got Mbolo, they've who's been ripping up the Bundesliga for Munch and Gladbach. You've got um. You've got flipping, what's his face, Seferovic, who's been got like team of the season in the Liga Nos. You've got uh, Xhaka adding defensive cover, Jordan Shakiri adding attack. You know, you've got Elvedi, Akanji. You've got really class defenders. You've got Mbappé as well. Really high Som- quality defenders. Some of their goalie, absolutely class. Jan Sommer, yeah. They got a really really good team, so we should have backed them, I reckon, because they will go quite yeah. far. But, but yeah. that game won one incredibly close. Yeah, it was quite scrappy, but one thing I quite enjoyed watching was, like, me and you are both wingers for, for the teams you play for, aren't we? Yeah. I mean, I play for a team slightly better than yours, but <laughs> we'll leave that at that. Um, but it was quite good, though, because there were a lot of good crosses. Like, technically, they were very good. And, I mean, both goals came from crosses. Both came from corners yeah, or crosses, did. didn't they? So, was, you had Mbolo, who opened the scoring, didn't he? They Made it 1-0. It was the very one yeah. scored, so. Mbolo opened it the scoring in. with a header on 49th minute. It was whipped in um, by the, I think he's now a Wolfsburg full-back, Rodriguez. Uh, really good delivery. He put a couple of good corners in. Nice header from Mbolo. Pretty simple, but very good. Then the equalising goal for Wales was from Keith Mora, wasn't it? Um, and that yeah. was a uh, corner taken short, whipped in. But yeah, both have really come from corners and both have come from crosses. And it shows you the threats those team pose. They've got a lot of physical players and they've actually got some good technical deliverers, haven't they? Like, where they've got your Gareth Bales, your Aaron Ramsey, your Joe Allens. Uh, yeah. Switzerland have got your Jordan Shakiris, you've got your Rodriguez's, you've got players of that ability. And it's quite an interesting game, quite an even game. But I've got to say, yeah. in comparison to the Italy-Turkey game, which we will get back onto, 
I felt like the atmosphere was quite lacking. Because it was held over in Baku, so not many fans were able to go, which in Azerbaijan. And if you remember the UEFA Europa League final back there a couple of years back, it was really had no atmosphere. And with less fans and everything, it was really lacking in atmosphere. Whereas in Italy, where they had similar number of fans, so it was really reduced. I thought that atmosphere was incredible. What about you? Yeah, I, I didn't see the first half, which was... Did you not? didn't really matter because all of the three goals came in the second half. And Mate, Immobile, Immobile. Oh, fantasy points. I thought that, that centre-back, Demiral or whatever for, for Turkey because there's nothing he could do about that. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, if he left it, it's going to Immobile, and I really wish he had, because I have Immobile in my fantasy team. Really good buy if you're looking yeah. for a fantasy player. Immobile and Insigne getting the other two nice finishes. I had, Insi- I had Insigne in my literal team as well, and I took him out. I'm the so annoyed. Of the goal. I might the put Insigne of back in. Pardon? The volley for, for Immobile to score the save the goalie made is incredible oh yeah I don't know if you were watching the first half oh no you weren't were you but that was probably the best save of the tournament so far keeper reached up Jordan Pickford-esque save against Colombia when he saved that one before the before the corner in the 91st minute if you remember that that. (laughs) no but honestly it was like that save it was from a header so the one against him in World Cup was a lot better because there was more power and everything but still he's jumped up and he Caught it out the top corner. Incredible. Insane yeah, save. Or the other goalie? The Turkish Turkish, goalie. yeah. I mean, there was a chance yeah. at the end for Turkey. I think it was Yilmaz who it fell to. And when yeah. they did break, Yilmaz did pose a bit of a threat. But let's be honest, they were poor. I'm wishing we didn't back them. But three goals for Italy. I mean, I do feel for Demiral. But if he hadn't have, if he hadn't have stopped it, it was going to a mobile. So, you know, you were going to lose anyway. Anyway, let's move on to the last segment of the show. And this is going to be predicting the 8 o'clock game. And I believe the 8 o'clock game is still being held at the same time, but it might be changed around because of the timing of the game with Ericsson having his tragic incident. Um, But it's between Russia and Belgium. And I mean, I'm, I'm thinking Russia will do well, but I think Belgium are just going to cruise, cruise them. Because let's face yeah. it, they've got Lukaku up front. Who's like, he's a tank, isn't he? He can destroy you. When he's on good form, which he is, he just bullies defenders and they can't do anything. I, I remember him playing for Everton and being, like, he'd have certain games where he was just different. And I think he's going to have one of them tonight. Got him on my fantasy team as captain, so he better. But I'm backing him tonight. He's he's, he's on a good, good run. Serie A top scorer doing bits over there just won the Scudetto so yeah I'm I'm really thinking he can do stuff what about you yeah I, I agree I definitely think Belgium will easily win it yeah. but the question is what will the score be will it be big score or will it be only like one or two yeah. nil I don't know well, I reckon I Russia have quite a tight defence don't they but I just think yeah. Dries Mertens I mean, De Bruyne isn't in there, but you've got Dries Mearns, Lukaku, players like that, Tielemans that can thread balls through. You've got absolutely quality players. So I reckon, I mean, Belgium, when they come up against better teams, will be quite poor, I reckon, because they, they are quite lacking in the defensive areas. Like, they've got some B-Tech flipping, what's his face? Got some B-Tech Luke Shaw's in defence. 
well not even Luke Shaw level, Luke Shaw's actually been decent. They've got some um, B-Tech Ozan Kabaks in defence, let's be honest. They're actually tragic. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I think, I think Russia don't pose much of an attacking threat. Whereas Turkey pose a lot, not Turkey, Belgium pose a lot of an attacking threat and they'll contain most of the possession. I'm saying a 3-0, what about you? I'm going 3-1. Three, three, I reckon Ooh. they can catch them on Ooh, the counter-attack. Set pieces possibly. as well. Belgium, set pieces. Belgium's defence is not the strongest in, no. in the tournament. That's why I don't think they'll get anywhere close to winning it. They, they haven't no, got still, I reckon Belgium will still win it, but I reckon... Russia you think they'll win it? Oh, I'm, I thought you meant the whole tournament, but yeah. Oh, no, yeah, just, no, just the no. most. No, yeah, 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 yeah definitely, definitely. But I think, yeah, they could pose a lot of threats from set pieces as well, because they're quite a physical side of Russia, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Anyway. Is, is Sherry in the squad? Because he was amazing in the Pardon? World Cup. Pardon? Is Sherry Shev in the squad? Because he was Cherishev. amazing in the World Cup. Oh, yeah. The one who plays over in La Liga. Yeah. Um, I don't think he is, to be honest. But, anyway. I think that's yeah, all we've got time for. And all I think we're, we're going to say is just our thoughts and best wishes are with Christian Eriksen. Honestly, we hope so much he get better. Honestly, to his family, to everyone. The whole footballing community just needs to wish him better. And, I mean, Eriksen, you're an absolute fighter, an absolute champ, lad. You'll get through it. Anyway, that's what we've got time for on today's episode. Probably going to be our first episode. Well, it is going to be. And, yeah, make sure you like, subscribe, all that good stuff, you know. It really helps. Comment what you think of this series, whether you like to see more, what what you think we should do, maybe we should reformat stuff. Say anything in the comments. It really helps. Anyway, thanks for listening. And that's the end of Euro Daily Podcast by Josiah Finn and Finn. A lot of things in there. But, yeah, see ya. <laughs>